song uh, we exalt your Juanita did Juanita um, sang it for her mom and unto the Lord and uh, Trina Trina Wiley we know is with the Lord in heaven now we know we'll see her again one day because of Jesus and the Father who sent him and the Spirit's work of power. We will see her again. But then I also couldn't help but think of Dan Rich's dad, Dan Salto. Remember one of the, he was, I believe I'd say it this way, he was growing so much spiritually in the last couple months of his life. And one of the things he was dealing with was, you know, he had made confession of faith in the Lord Jesus, but yet there was a place where he felt his unworthiness. And we addressed him with that. No, Dan, you aren't worthy. And you never will be worthy. But Jesus, the Lamb of God, He is the one. And He took the price. He took all of our unworthiness. We see that in the Word. The light of the Word, we see it. And that's what we walk in. And I believe that He received that there. He did received it through that release of yes it's the worthiness of Jesus then here's just another little thing I was thinking of Rich was talking to me about the service for his dad that will be coming up here this next week and uh, he mentioned a lady and he was describing Trina we believe Trina Wiley, he says, I'd like to have her sing at my service. And I was just thinking as we were singing here now, see, this is, this is real stuff, brothers and sisters. We're talking about real things, eternal things. I was just thinking she was there when he came. And if that was the desire of his heart to have her sing, he probably heard that song already. Very likely. Very possible. Put it that way. You know, just knowing our Heavenly Father's heart, wanting to give us the desires of our heart. This is what we're praising about. This is what we're worshiping about. It's, we have these family ties in, in our natural families and the church family and all that. And it's hard. That's the hard part. For leaving, I'm sure it was for Trina and it was for Dan. In a sense, that was the hardest part. 
I remember when my dad transitioned too, it was the same. God put that in us. It's that love. He put it in us. And God is faithful to his word. He will never forsake what he has said. Unlike a man or woman can be, he is not that way. He is truth. And what we see in his word is truth. And it is light. And we can stake our life on it. And that's what we do. That's what we do. We stake our life on it and we place our lives in the hands of God. Hallelujah. Kathy, maybe you could begin to work your way up here. Just, just give him your... To me, I think it helps us sometimes just close our eyes, but just give him your worship your heart. We don't have to sing necessarily, but just that expression of your being, of who you are. Just give him thanks and worship. Give him thanks and worship right where you are right now this morning. And entrust to him things that are bothering you right now.
individuals, but also corporately, he's calling us to these places that we haven't been before in the spirit, in this realm of the spirit. That's what he's doing. He's calling us there. I know some of you have experienced that already or you've realized that some it's catching. You know, it's new places, it's individuals, but we'd probably say it this way as families also, but also corporately as we are here together. New places. Maybe there have been some places where in the past we've reached before, but we're going to move on even past those, I believe. As we just yield ourselves to the Lord, submit ourselves to Him, and we're learning to worship, we're learning to praise Him. It's something we don't do from our head, it's from our heart. And it just an express, it just goes forth in our life. This is one way to do it when we sing together. It's not the only way to worship. Wherever our knee is truly bowed before God in whatever part of life it is, that's worship. But this is one way that we do it together. And as we do this, there's going to be new places, new realms of healing. in our souls, in our emotions, in our persons. Places where we have thought in the past, can I ever go there? Would I ever really be able to reach that place where I would truly be that well? And we're talking about the soul now, but of course the soul affects the body too, very much. That's what the Lord is saying. But then also as this intimacy is reaching these new places, these new levels, there's also going to be a new power, a new level of anointing going forth in the body of Christ and it is for this day the Lord is raising up the body of Christ and we're talking about the youngest to the oldest every part every person has that place every part of the body of Christ none are left out we're all in it together and of course, we speak corporately of the church, like of northern Minnesota or this area. But then we talk about local churches like our church. We're all a part of that greater anointing coming forth and power coming forth. And we're talking about here about deliverance flowing forth, healing flowing forth, salvations from sin and so forth. Just that anointing, the anointing of God from the youngest to the oldest in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Kathy is here this morning to share about something we're going to be doing on Wednesday night.
just before the kids go. So I asked Elsie to help me. <laughs> it's a big load, huh, Elsie? <laughs> so I thought it would be really neat to have extra large cans because, uh, oh, you got it? Okay, so come up here. Um, our Hallelujah Night is coming up this Wednesday, and this is our theme, Live Generously. And so I'm just hoping that all the kids might bring a canned good with them, or two, and we'll give it to the needy. I do have a script here, so I don't forget anything. Um, okay, so our motto is, let your light shine. <clears throat> and it's from Matthew 5.14, um, where it says, let your light shine. So that's what we're going to do. Hallelujah night. Um, we are going to have a lot of fun. The kids are just going to let their light shine all night. I know it's so much fun for them. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to thank everyone who's volunteered already to help. Um, you've brought candy, money for candy. And so I'm really thankful. And all the people that even came forward and said, I want to help before I even ask. Because this year, I was kind of, I don't know, didn't get it together real quick this year. <laughs> so there's not even anything decorated yet. But praise God, I'm going to do that. Um, I had the stomach flu for a couple days, so I'm feeling a little weak. But um, he gives me strength. So we're going to get it all done in time, and it's going to be just as good as ever before. So um, it starts at 5.30, and it goes to 7.30. Um, Thrivent Financial has partnered with us again this year, <clears throat> and with those finances, we are going to have some really great prizes. Last year, we had two bikes to give away, brand new bikes, and lots of other prizes. I have Elsie, and I have Joy helping me, and so they know the things that you kids like, and so they're going to pick out some really great stuff. So I'm excited about that. I went to Dairy Queen and McDonald's. And they gave me tons of free coupons, a free Dairy Queen cake, and blizzards, and hamburgers, and french fries. So no kid is going to go away without a prize or two. So, and the reason Elsie is holding on to these, I already kind of said a little bit about it, but um, we want to give back this year too, because Thrivent, that's what they're all about. Um, their motto is give generously. And so I'm hoping every child that comes will bring some canned goods. And I have flyers. And so these are to be given out. Hopefully you guys all know kids. And I know it's short notice, but three days away, you can still maybe find a kid or two, maybe a child that's never even come to church, it's just a wonderful way to get them in and just to bless them. So, thank you so much. Amen. So, can we pass those out now? Or um, okay, so, I guess. Just pass them down one friend Okay, yep, I can do that. We, or you can get okay. somebody back there to wonderful. help you with that. Okay, and Elsie, you can put those down now. Thank you so much, Elsie. Okay. And we will now release the children, sixth grade on down, seventh grade on up, stay here. And some of the others are going to help me with a skit in a moment, so we'll have you stay too. The rest of you stand up and greet each other. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here with us this morning. We 
So thankful, and we know that you are with us all the time. You never leave us, and you will never forsake us. We're so thankful. I do have a few announcements here. There has been some updating of our mailbox numbers. Please check out your box when you have the opportunity to make sure you know which is yours and such. And uh, there are some sheets on the side counter there that tell where the numbers are and such. Uh, there will be a meal today after the service served by our young people. We do extend our sympathies to the families of Trina Wiley and Dan Salto as they have both transitioned to heaven this past week. Trina's memorial service was yesterday here at Ten Strike. These flowers are from her service. Dan Salto's will be here next Saturday at 2 o'clock with visitation at 1 o'clock. And uh, next Sunday, Daylight Savings Time ends. I thought I would mention that. Otherwise, you'll get here an hour early, which is okay, I guess. But it's better than the other end, I guess. But uh, praise God. You know, our message today talking about God's light reveals safe boundaries. And when we have yielded our lives to God and we're walking in the light of his word, we will know where to go and where not to go. We will know what to do and what not to do. We will know what to say and what not to say in order to be enveloped with divine blessing, divine favor, and divine protection. Um, and the more that we submit our daily lives, that's everything we do, to God, the better our life will be. The more love we will experience, the more joyous our lives will be, the more peace we will have, even though things may be going rough at the moment, and the more fulfilled and satisfied we will be with our lives. That scripture from Psalm 37, starting at verse 4, says, Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life and he will provide for you what you desire the most. That is, wow. Give God the right to direct your life and as you trust him along the way, you will find he pulled it off perfectly. Another wow. Anybody found this true in your lives? See a few. He will appear as your righteousness as sure as the dawning of a new day, and that is sure. He will manifest as your justice, as sure and strong as the noonday sun. You know, increasing life and light, it comes to us as we receive the truth 
of his righteousness when we have failed. It'll dawn, it'll come, it'll, that revelation will be there more and more as we look to him and his word, the truth of his word, even when we have failed, that righteousness, it'll become clearer and clearer to us. That's from him, not us. And more life and light also comes when we know in our hearts that his justice, somebody needs to hear this this morning, his justice will prevail in our lives when we feel that we have been treated unfairly. Just let that soak in. It's the truth. As we continue living in the light of his rightness and justice, we will gain more and more light and understanding of who we are in him. It'll get lighter and lighter until like it is at the noonday sun. It'll get lighter and lighter, stronger and stronger as we look to him. We'll know that righteousness and we'll know that justice in our lives. And we can have faith that that will come forth. We will increasingly experience his love, his blessing, his favor, his protection, his provision and direction in our lives. This is so true. The older that I get, the more I know this and I see it. It's truth. This happens as we can... Now here, this is important. This happens as we consistently receive the light of God's word over time by reading and hearing what it has to say and then doing it. Very important. It happens as we are steadfast in feeding on God's truth. Both as individuals and together corporately as a church family. There's something in the dynamic and the anointing on the word as we come together like this on a, on a time to hear the word. We will come to the point that we greatly anticipate our times of coming to the spiritual table and dining with the Lord, whether individually or together corporately as we're doing right now. We just won't, yeah, that's where the Lord is bringing us and leading us. God's word is spiritual food and strengthens us. And it gives us insight into the things that will be needed in our homes, in our workplaces, in our church, our school, wherever we live. And this building up of our spiritual strength does not happen all at once. As it says in Isaiah 28, it's line upon line, precept upon precept. And it's kind of like climbing a ladder. You don't start at the top rung. It just doesn't work. We don't start there. It's the same with God's Word. We come to a higher level of understanding and a place of more light as we are consistent in putting the word into our hearts. 
This takes commitment and endurance over a lifetime. That's what we're talking about. Some people I knew years ago began very strong in the Lord. They, they came strong, became strong in the Lord about the same time I did, about my age. This was like in college and some years right after college. But over time, the cares of this world and the deceitful parts of riches drew them slowly away. And it was slowly away, too. It didn't just happen like that. It was slowly, they drifted, drifted, drifted. I guess a little bit like the frog in the, in the water. Over time, I didn't realize, they didn't realize what was happening. It was coming to the danger point. And some of them, it's extremely hard, it seems, for them to get back now because it's been so long. But what our call is today is don't let that happen. If it has, today is your day. This last week, I was walking on the treadmill at our house and I was watching a prophetic witness program by Billy Brim. And she had her grand, grandson Brandon on there. We've had Chip Brim here in our church. Well, it's his nephew, Brandon. And he was talking about when he went, you know, he was really close to the Lord and he had gone to a Christian school up through the eighth, was it the sixth grade, I guess? Well, no, it was, yeah, Christian school up through the sixth grade. But then when he went into the seventh grade, he went to a public school, which is okay, but he said the thing was, he, he, right away when he started, he, he caught it, he sensed it. He says some things like kids would use cuss words and, and talk about stuff, I'm just quoting him, talk about stuff that they should not have been talking about, you know, and a lot of scorning of people and bullying and all this kind of stuff. And he says at first it just scratched, I mean, it was just so obvious to him and, and so forth. But he said over time, it just kind of, he got callous to it. And then he started kind of drifting away from his close fellowship with the Lord and his times in the Word weren't as strong and getting in the Bible and, and praising God and so forth. Um, and this was when he was about 14 years old. And then he said he was with his family on a trip. They were in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And at night, he called it a night vision. He was in this place. And like I say, his, this is what was happening. He was drifting and, and he was being, there was like a callousness trying to form over him. And he had this night vision. And in the vision he said, there he saw Jesus. And he said he was just as real, just as real as Scott sitting there in front of me now, as Scott is. I mean, just as real. He says, I saw all his features. There he was. It was Jesus. And he looked, he said, he looked me in the eye and he said, Brandon, 
why aren't you spending time with me like you used to? Jesus said this to him. He said, I really miss our fellowship together. And then he said, why have you forsaken me? And he said, that really took me back because I didn't feel that way that I was doing that. But he said, then I got a revelation. It's like the light did come on. I got a revelation. Jesus wants me to spend time with him. You know, we think of it so much for our benefit, but he said, Jesus wants me to spend time with him. He cares about if I do. But Brandon shared with his grandmother there, he said, with all the people spending time with him, I thought, how can he actually miss me? And then he had just been to a Christian concert and there were all these people that were praising God and so forth. And he was thinking, with all these people praising God, how would he miss it if I'm really not in that place anymore like I used to be? But then Jesus said this, he was having that thought, and then Jesus said to him, he said, no one else occupies the place that you do, Brandon. And let's put your name in there. You put your name in there. Jesus said, no one else in the whole world occupies the place that you do. You impart your own uniqueness in fellowship and worship of me. And that's true of every one of us. Then Jesus went on. He said, no one prays the way that you do. No one praises the way that you do. Everyone has their difference. And so he misses it when we miss it. That really struck me. I shut down the treadmill and got a piece of paper and wrote all this stuff down. But if we do not live and walk in the light we now have, we will be stepping into what the Bible calls sin. And we know what the wages or results of sin is. It's bad stuff. And that's what Brendan was getting into. And he didn't even realize it. But it was bad stuff for him because his fellowship with the Lord was getting less and less and less. His desire to be in fellowship was less and less. And he, he noticed it. He saw it, but he turned. He made a decision there. Now he's an evangelist for the Lord. Um, but sin, it's a violation of light and life. It's a violation of light. It's a violation of life. And it's stepping outside the boundaries of life that are shown to us by God's light. We could say that sin's a violation of what is life-giving and good for us. And it'll cost us something. Violations cost us something. Something that is sin or missing the mark with God, that's what sin is, is always detrimental to us. 
That's why it is sin in God's eyes. It's missing the mark of what would be good for his kids. He knows it'll be hurtful for us. He knows it will also be hurtful to our family, our team, our church, our workplace, our business, our school. It'll affect eventually. The young people, some of the young people are going to help me this morning if you would come up and Sarah's going to help with that. You're going to have wherever you're sitting, just come up now and start forming. They're going to form a basketball border line, a rectangle up there for us. You know, he knows that sin will dim your light and your witness as a believer. He's your heavenly father, and he wants only what is going to be good for you and those you are related to. Now say this, if it is sin, say it good so I can hear it good. If it is sin, it is bad for me. Okay, now point to your neighbor and say, if it is sin, it is bad for you. Point to the other neighbor. Say, if it is sin, it is bad for you. So, violation is, is stepping outside an established line. Violation is showing disrespect. Listen to this. It's, and that's why I put so much of this up on the screen or on the wall because I know I noticed that it helps me to see it as well as hear it. Now maybe some of you aren't so much visual, but it's stepping outside of an established line and it shows disrespect to authority and truth by stepping outside of boundaries set by them, by the word, by God of the word, of his word. And stepping outside of bounds in basketball is an example and other kinds of things in basketball. When there's a violation, it's going to cost the team that has committed the violation. The violation of given rules has consequences because otherwise a basketball game would become chaos. That's what, that's what would happen. Um... Ever been to a basketball game? There are referees and there are those that keep things in line, keep it from becoming chaotic. So, we have some helpers up here. And uh, what we have is these folks that are forming the boundary lines of a basketball court. And we have a couple of our young, brave young people who are in the middle of the circle. <laughs> and they're going to, in the light, you see they're walking in the light here now. The light is shining upon them so they can see where the boundaries are. And we're going to have Annika and Emerson, we're going to have them to start dribbling the ball around inside the, the court here. And so we'll let you do that. Go ahead.
Okay, let's have you uh, do something a little bit different. Can you do a figure eight with two people or just kind of go back and forth a little bit? Something other than just a circle, okay. There you go. See, they're doing great, right? Okay, now let's have one go on this side and one over here. And now let's have you first, why don't you give Sari the, the ball, or somebody, one ball. We all need one ball in the circle. In the, okay, and I'll just pass it to one another. Okay. Okay, now let's do it chest pass, like that. Okay, they're doing real good, aren't they? I mean, you see, they're in the light. They're playing in the light. They're walking in the light. And what we're referencing is the light of the Word of God. You know, the Word, the truth. Let's do another bounce pass. Okay, now let's try something a little harder now. Let's get the other ball in there. And I don't know how you're going to do this, but do a bounce pass and a chest, you know, kind of like that. Just try it once, see what you can do. Okay, that's good. You should check you up with the Harlem Globetrotters here. Okay, so they're doing good. They're in the light and they're walking in the light. And they're actually, as teammates, they're functioning well together, right? Okay, now Sarah is going to put them in the dark. We're going to put blindfolds on them. And let us know if you can see, because we don't want you to be able to see anything, okay? Andrew, maybe you could put that one on, on Emerson. It has to go up a little. <laughs> but double, it may have to double up there. We want them. To, I want it to be black. Close your eyes underneath there, by the way. Just close your eyes. I want to make sure. Okay. Now, start. Oh, aren't you ready yet? Okay. Okay, can you see? You can't see anything? Close your eyes on top of it. That'll help. Okay. Can you see? Huh? Yeah, they can use these balls now. We're going to have them dribble around the court now. Okay, you start dribbling now. Don't be too cautious, just do it like you normally would do. Okay, keep the blindfolds on, we're not done yet.
need a little equipment assistance here. Okay, Emerson, you can come back over here again now. You see the difference? They were in the dark. You see how things started to unwind after a while? It seemed like at first they were actually doing not too bad, but then after a while everything just kind of went haywire and they lost the ball and, and whatever. And uh, that's the way it happens in our walk with the Lord. Only thing is, it isn't from light to darkness just like that with us. It's usually a slower process. Okay, we got the equipment back. All right. Now, everybody around the circle, you be real quiet. They know where I am, too, don't they? That gives them orientation. So we always can hear the voice of God that will help us be oriented. But maybe I'm in the same place I was. Maybe I'm not. Um, okay. Now... Pass the ball to one another. Bounce pass. Bounce pass. And don't say anything. Quiet. Just do it. Just pass. Do a bounce pass. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I think we proved our point there. Okay, now we got another ball. It's not quite as impacting. We're going to have you use this. And you just think about it in the body of Christ, or maybe think about it in your home or in your workplace. When there's people walking in the light together, things like, you know, our illustration is bounce pass or whatever. But uh, if you're walking in the light and walking in the light of the Word in your family, it's going to go much, much better than when you're in the dark, when you're not walking according to the Word and in fellowship with the Lord. Because when we're walking in the Word, it's fellowship with the Lord. We walk in the light as He is in the light. We have fellowship one one another. Okay, now we're going to have you do a chest pass to one another. Go ahead. Okay, it's right by your feet. Okay, do it again. Okay, give it to Emerson now. Hey, somebody help him. Hey, they need some help. They need help. See, that's the thing. When somebody's in the dark, they need help. Okay, don't do it quite yet, Emerson. They need somebody to reach out to them and get them back in the game. Hello? Do you know anybody that needs to get back in the game? you know anybody that needs to get back into church fellowship? Well, Emerson needed help. He couldn't find the ball himself. He needed a hand. You know anybody that needs to get back in closer fellowship with the Lord? Maybe it's you. Well, we're helping you this morning. We're putting the ball in your hand. But, okay, Emerson, throw it to Annika. 
They're actually doing pretty good for not seeing anything. Try it one more time. Try it one more time. Okay. Now you can take your blindfolds off and you can join the circle here. Just join inside the circle someplace. And we'll get that ball. But everybody can, you don't have to hold hands now. Did your arms get tired or not? No. Okay, Emerson and Annika, you can get somewhere in, this, in the outside line here. You can go right here. <clears throat> okay, now give tosses across the square to each other. Who's got the, okay. Andrew, just toss it to somebody. Okay, keep tossing around. Okay, so when we're in the light, and here again, you can put this with your family, your church, your organization you work with, the workplace, wherever it is, school. When we're walking in the light, it actually goes pretty good. But you know what? None of us is perfect. Hello? Even when we're walking in the light, we make mistakes. I don't think I'm the only one. So what do we do? We assist each other. We don't tear each other down as teammates. We don't say, you're out of here. We say, we're going to help you. And we're going to, when we throw you the ball, so to speak, whatever it is, we're going to make it as catchable as possible. Okay. Where's the ball now? Okay. <clears throat> now I want everybody to close your eyes and be honest and close them. Okay, all the way so you can't see. And Sarah, why don't you go get ready because you're going to have to be retrieving the ball, I'm sure. Okay. This is a nice soft ball. We got a real soft ball. See, that's what we got. This isn't a basketball anymore. Okay. Toss it. Oh, here you go. Toss it across the circle where you think somebody is. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. Here you go. Okay, I'll toss it this time. Okay, this just doesn't work when we're walking in the dark. Okay, thank you so much for helping with this. Give them a hand. You can have your seat. <clears throat> They're great. These young people are great. They are fun to be with on Wednesday nights. Um, so when a team is playing in a well-lighted gymnasium, they will do all they can not to step out of bounds because they know that there will be a negative consequence if they do. Sometimes it can happen, but they'll do all they can not to. And when they're playing on a light-filled court, they will also be able to play 
and coordinate as a team and make great progress compared to playing in the dark. They'll be much more alert to not committing a foul against their opponent in some way. When we are walking in the light of God's word, we will know where to step, where to walk for positive life-giving results. We will live with an understanding of how to lovingly relate to our, in our various circles of acquaintances. And when we're walking in the light of God's word, we as believers will be functioning as a team and make great progress in the plans that God has for us when we're walking in the light. Both individually and corporately, we have success when we're stepping in the light rather than in the darkness. And as our youth just demonstrated for us, in a dark gymnasium, you wouldn't know where the out-of-bounds lines are, and you don't know where the other players are, and you don't know how to approach each other and to uh, really function together. That's just the way it is. Maybe you've been in a motel room before where it was totally dark and you didn't realize where things were and you stubbed your toe on something or walked into a wall. The gymnasium where I played as a freshman basketball, the out-of-bounds line was actually right on the wall. I mean, half of it was on the floor, half of it was on the wall. So if you went out of bounds, it was a pretty easy call for the referee because <laughs> you would stub your toe. Um, but anyway, when the light comes on, there's no excuse for running into it. But like I say, we still make mistakes sometimes, right? Psalm 18:28 says, God, all at once, you turned on the flight, floodlight for me. You are the revelation light in my darkness. And in your brightness, I can see the path ahead. Oh, yeah. When the light of God's word shines upon our life, our thoughts, thoughts, our thoughts, our thoughts, our words, our actions, revealing that we are out of bounds, we then have a decision to make. Will we continue to walk outside of what we have seen as the truth and suffer the miserable consequences, or will we turn back to the way of life and begin to experience the joys of walking in the light? And some of the benefits of that repentance is that turning, it's freedom, clear conscience, joy, peace, and refreshing. So, this morning, as we close here, let's turn back to God. Let's repent. That's what repentance is. It's turning back to God and His way and experience times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Let's turn to Him. I believe that's enough right there. Lord, we look to you. We look to you. We know where you've spoken to our hearts this morning through this service. And we look to you now. We turn to the light. We turn to you, for you are the light. Your word is the light. 
we make a decision. We aren't going by our feelings. We're going by faith in what you tell us in your word. And we know the entrance of your word brings light. And your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And Lord, we commit ourselves to getting your word into us by whatever means possible. And Lord, for any of us that may have drifted, where there's just been that slow, subtle, deceitful drifting away from where the anchor would hold us in place, in that fellowship with you, we ask forgiveness for that, Lord. We realize that you want that fellowship with me. And you miss it in me. Steve, or put your name in there, that you miss it. You miss it. Lord, we want to do like Brendan did. We want to turn to you. Just make a decision today. Quality decision. Decision. Not a feeling, a decision that we're turning toward you, toward your light. And we want to walk in the light of God. We want to have fellowship with you, Lord. Close fellowship in the name of Jesus. We also take this opportunity to pray for the meal that's coming up that our youth are also going to be helping with, Lord. We thank you for them. We thank you for our young people. We thank you for them. We know some are homeschooled, some are in Christian school, and some are in public schools and other alternative schools maybe. Lord, we pray for all of them, that they may be strong in you, strong and steadfast, in you and that they will be lights in the midst of wherever they are and everyone in agreement said amen amen so if you would like special prayer for something just come forward here this morning remember we do have the meal and God bless you all morning